You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team podcast there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwayne Davis. Hey, everybody. And like we were saying, you know, just a couple minutes ago before we start recording, today is a day. Really, it's going to be tomorrow is the day we're going to celebrate. Yeah, but we're yeah. going to celebrate early because we'll celebrate it's early. happening. <laughs> yeah, because unless they all of a sudden decide to book Gunther in something last minute, the absolutely ridiculous fact that the honky talk man held any kind of record for longevity for a title, yeah, yeah. much less a title as prestigious as the, the WWE intercontinental title. It's going to be finally broken. Yeah. Yep. 35 years. We've had to put up with the honky talk man being the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. And now it's over. You ever heard the term one trick pony? Mm-hmm. That was a honky tonk man. That was a honky tonk man. Uh, and finally. And I mean, even the guitar stuff, Jeff Jarrett did a better job with that than Honky Tonk Man did. And, and Jeff Jarrett wasn't legitimately hurting people. Exactly. I mean, and I'm not gonna put all that blame on Honky Tonk. Um Sorry, I just have a um, I have a hard time calling him by just the first name. <laughs> Honky, <laughs> but um, to be honest with you, that word really doesn't bother me. If somebody calls me, yeah. like, all right, you know, I just walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but although I do understand sometimes it, it may be hard to, <laughs> but just it kind of depends on who's saying it. But anyway, yeah. Um, oh, Honky Talk Man. Uh, I don't forgot what I was saying. I just totally took us off track <laughs> already. Um, but with with him, I mean, I know he wasn't the one gimmicking the guitars. He wasn't the one in charge of gimmicking the guitars. And when he hit Jake Roberts, I mean, it was a real guitar. I mean, it was not set up to where it would pound, you know, go to dust every time he hit somebody. And he shortened Jake Roberts' career and. Uh, now, Jake, I mean, he had he has substance abuse problems already, but the mm-hmm. fact that he had to go on more painkillers for his neck because, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah, it tore up some yeah, heartbreak in his neck. Yeah, it messed his neck up bad. Oh, but, and I, I think the one person we definitely have to thank for Gunther 
um, holding on the title as long as what he has been. It will be Mr. Paul Levesque, Triple H, Hunter Hersonsley, yep. whatever you want to call him, because he took over writing and the Intercontinental title had been really relegated to almost beneath the 24-7 title. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, they had just devalued that title so much, which is sad because the names that have held that title, even in like recent years, I mean, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, you know, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, but it's like they didn't put any importance on the championship. It was just, it was just a prop. And they didn't even have it defended on a pay-per-view for what, over a year? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, you know, how do you do that? I mean, Pat Patterson, you know, won that title, the original title, in a tournament down in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yeah. You know, he put for all that effort, you know, for then here it is. It was 40 years later, and they were just treating it like, eh, how dare y'all? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but now... It's finally over, and I am very glad because um, Gunther, I feel, ha- is a very, very good wrestler. Oh, yeah. Excellent wrestler. I've watched him since, like, he was on the indies. Like, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, was probably where I first saw him uh, in the States, and it was just like, wow. And he was bigger than he is now. Really? Like size wise, yeah. He was good three twenty five, three fifty. Okay. But could move. The way he moves now, he could move then. He's just you know, he's just shed some of the weight and gotten a slim shape. He's but slim yeah. Now. Yeah. But Walters, yeah, he's an excellent wrestler. And he he's so good that he makes whenever he wrestles, he makes you believe that there is a chance his opponent's gonna win. Yeah. Like he gives enough of himself to his opponent to where we're thinking, oh, is this like with Chad Gable on Raw? He gave enough of himself to Chad Gable that it was like, are they really going to do it? Are they going to have Chad Gable win? Um, But then, of course, you know, he pulls it out and he wins. But he's just an excellent performer. And I think Triple H, Triple H saw that because he's the one who brought him into WWE in the first place in NXT UK. So, you know, he saw the talent already. It's just had to get the old man out of the way first before <laughs> you could really, he could really showcase it. That almost sounds very Godfather-like. <laughs> get the old man out of the way. <laughs> get the old man out of the way. <laughs> you know, and then you had Sonny had to get, you know. Yeah. Um, but we're not seeing it that, Triple H tried to assassinate Vince when I say anything like that, but, yeah. um, but it was true. I mean, Vince was the one standing in the way of the success of his company. Yeah. Because he still had that old, the, that old mentality of, you know, how wrestling should be. And it's like, it's, they were way past that. And I don't get how the, I don't get the reasoning why they were constantly hot shot and, the titles, especially something like the Intercontinental title, and because yeah. they were trying to, they were just trying to get pops from the crowd, and they were just trying to. There's, you know, Vince was so big on creating these moments that he didn't realize if you did proper long term booking, you could get a lot more moments than just one. 
at the moments happen every single card they're no longer special mm, exactly you think it had learned that from hot shot in the world title in the attitude era you would think but no you know um so there may be a world title change on there may be a title change in the show yeah well there's a title change on every show now mm-hmm. yep and i do miss the days of turning on wrestling on tv and the very beginning of the the episode they would say we have an announcement we have new whatever whatever champion yeah yeah and hopefully you know they would have the footage that you would actually see the mm-hmm. title change take yep. place um or they may say but it took place in a tournament in somewhere because that's what the, what nwa did with the tag team championship when rick rude left the company yes yep <laughs> and yeah him and manny had the titles well one half of your tag team champions is now gone. Uh huh. And so they had uh, the Rock and Express beat them in a some kind of phantom match somewhere. But yeah. like I said, Pat Patterson went in it in a phantom tournament in Rio yep. uh, because he combined the real North American title that was a real title for them, uh, along with a lot of other people who had North American titles. But but he had the North American title and he um, combined it with the South American title in a match down in Rio. Yes. South American title never existed. It never existed. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, nowadays, they would just change the name of the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, th- I think that'd be just a simpler solution. You know what? Let's mm-hmm. just change the name of the title. Yeah. But now that Gunther, as of tomorrow morning, will be the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, who do you think he's going to drop it to? It's, uh, I don't know who, who they have planned. I still think it should be Chad Gable. Oh, I agree. Because Chad Gable, I mean, he's, he's legit. Yeah. I mean, he is, I mean, he's this, he's this time period's version of Kurt Angle. I mean, he's got everything that Kurt Angle had. He's got, he, he's got that it factor that they always talk about. And he's got, charisma he's got the mic skills and his in-ring skills are just amazing and yeah he's like a little bit shorter version of Kurt Angle but I I think this is another um, another case of Vince McMahon no longer writing Triple H comes Uh in all of a sudden he's no longer Shorty G or Shorty Gable and yeah uh, he's hey by the way, he's an Olympic level wrestler. Why don't mm-hmm. you treat him like he is? Yeah, and yeah. And the match he had with with Gunther on Raw for the title was one of the best matches I'd seen in a long time. They even have it. The match was so good that WWE uploaded the entire match uh, to their YouTube channel already, and they don't usually do that for like months down the road but they put the entire match from monday on the youtube channel like a day or two after it happened and even though we were we were pretty sure they wouldn't have gunther drop the title but like you said i mean there was the it's like well there's that chance you know yeah but i'm pretty sure they also did not want the riot that would have happened oh yeah because as much as people wanted to see chad gable win it they didn't want to see gunther lose it yet Exactly. They wanted, they wanted that record broken first. And aside from Chad Gable, 
you know, honestly, I could see Drew, but but Drew, they have other things going on with him right now. Um, yeah. I don't understand the whole him teaming with Matt Riddle thing, but. Uh, I think this is a case of they're teaming them just to break them up, just to have Drew turn. Yeah. Yeah, I see a heel turn coming for Drew. Um, And here's the funny thing about um, Gunther. He's a heel, but people are yeah. cheering him. But if they mm-hmm. made him a face, it wouldn't be as good. No. You know, they like booing him. They're yeah. celebrating when he wins because <laughs> he's beating the honky tonk man. Yeah, and not only that is they they're booing him because he's the bad guy, but they respect what he does in the ring. Yes. And for those of you on social media who are all about the honky tonk man are upset that he's losing, you know what? Shame on you. I mean, it's like like you said before we started recording. He's got honky tonk man had go away heat. Yeah. I was never interested in a single honky tonk man match ever. Not when he was Intercontinental Champion, not after he lost it, not when they even had him teaming with uh, Greg Valentine when they were Rhythm and Blues, where they had Greg Valentine and his hair dyed black. That was a travesty right there. How are you going to take a wrestler with the caliber of Greg Valentine? Yeah. Yeah. And And I mean, it it didn't do any good. They were just basically jobbers for the, for the, the more popular and better tag teams. It's not like they ever won the tag titles or anything. Even when they rented somebody's pink Cadillac and had them up as a driver. Mm-hmm. You remember who that driver yep. was? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way, yes, we were still kicking around the idea of having a trivia element to the show. We just haven't been able to implement it yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been trying. You know, we just have to say, okay, let's let's get back in a rhythm first. Um, yeah. But if anybody wants to come on and, and, and challenge, and, you know, with Dwaylon, you can probably beat me, no problem. <laughs> um, but if you want to come challenge Dwaylon, just let us know, and we'll set it up. But <clears throat> um, as far as, like, the other titles go, we know now New Day are the longest reigning tag team champions. Yep. Um, Actually, nope, they're not. Oh, did the Usos, Usos. beat them? The ah, Usos. okay. That's right. Yep. Yep. Well, the New Day are the second longest reigning. Um, yep. The Usos, you know, uh, broke it up until Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens, which, by the way, did you watch? Have you had a chance to fi- finally finish uh, Payback? Uh, I did. What did you think about that match? Uh, I thought that match was really good. Honestly, um, the only matches I didn't really care for, I don't know, I just couldn't get into – as much as I was looking forward to it, I couldn't get into Seth Rollins and Shinsuke. I don't know what it was, but I just couldn't. I think because of all the matches it had to follow. I think so. I just I think their next match will be a lot better. Oh. Not to say the match was bad. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get into it. And then the L.A. Knight and the Miz. I mean, the match served its purpose, but right. I just think they could have had a better match. And, you know, Shinsuke and and Seth, you know, when you said that, um, yeah, the match was still good, mm-hmm. but, it, you know, and, I, and but it had to follow the other ones. It's kind of like, you know, when I what I said about um, the Lamb of God show being closed by Megadeth. Right. Because Megadeth were still a very, very good show because that's 
you know, what they do. Mm-hmm. But it was just, they had to follow Lamb of God, who put on just right. a, oh, an insane show. Um, I think everybody, you know, who if they didn't know who Lamb of God was before that, that concert, they walked out a Lamb of God fan because, mm-hmm. man, that was, it was insane. Um, but, but I did like, I do like Shinsuke being like the, uh, the anime villain. Uh, I'm liking yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> not that Joylin's a fan of anime or anything. That's, I'm not a big fan of anime. Um, Vampire Hunter D was really the only thing I ever liked, but I like that they're giving Shinsuke something to do as a heel and not just when they turned him heel against AJ, they didn't give him anything. They didn't give him a reason to be a heel. Like this time he's like, basically it's like, I'm tired of getting nothing. So I'm just going to go take it. Once again, Triple H is writing because Triple H can go, look, we brought him up to the main roster four or five years ago mm-hmm. and haven't done anything with him. And so, yeah. yeah, it's a legitimate gripe. Yeah. And that was his first, you know, he's been on the main roster for, you know, for years. And that's his first main event of a pay-per-view. Which is saying something because he won the Royal Rumble the one year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he had a world title shot. I don't remember who the main event was for that one, though. I uh, can't remember. Because he wrestled AJ at Mania for the WWE title. Then it had to be Brock for the Universal title. Was that... Uh, okay. All right. So it was one of the... Um, one of the years it was... Well, now I'm not to look it up. <laughs> Probably one of the years it was Brock and Roman. Uh but say which one? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, if I don't look it up, I'm just going to Google it. Uh, Shinsuke at WrestleMania. Um. Uh, okay, WrestleMania 34. Uh, let me see results. Oh, come on now. Okay. Um, it Brock Lesnar defeats Roman Reigns by pinfall. Yep. For the universal title. That's what I thought. Oh, shame on y'all. That should have been Shinsuke. <laughs> and here's was... the thing. They have given Shinsuke every other title on the main roster. He is one title away from being a Grand Slam champion. He's been a SmackDown Tag Team Champions with Cesaro. He was the Intercontinental Champion and the United States Champion. He just needs a world title, and he's a Grand Slam Champion. Wasn't this the WrestleMania that the fans started walking out during the last match? Uh, Probably. Yeah, because one of those, yeah, the... um, because it was in protest of Roman being in the main, because this, this is during the time everybody was hating on Roman for, yeah, you know, whatever reason. And so to show their disdain, they decided to get up and walk out. Um, yeah, I think that was the one, but, uh, but either way, I see if they should have had Shinsuke, it wouldn't happen. Exactly. Shinsuke and AJ definitely should have main evented WrestleMania. You, you put that on any other company that's probably the main event on any any night here's the here's the thing wrestle kingdom 10 
for New Japan Pro Wrestling, AJ Styles challenged Shinsei Nakamura for the IWGP Intercontinental title. Excellent match. Best match on the card, and that's saying something because Wrestle Kingdom generally has a phenomenal card from top to bottom. AJ and Shinsuke was the best match on the card. That's what people were expecting when they had the match at WrestleMania. But Vince was still booking. So it's like you bring these two world-class wrestlers in and act like you don't know their body of work before that. It's like just let them go out there and do what they do. I know you can't do this for every match because then it just would not be as special once again. Have them wrestle a match like they would in Japan with the snug, the strong style. I would exactly. love to see that. Exactly. And you know, th- that's what everybody was that's what everybody was expecting. Was a was the caliber of match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom ten. We didn't get anywhere near that. Not that it was a bad match, but one, AJ won when Shinsuke should have won. Two, the heel turn for no real reason other than just let's turn Shinsuke heel. So AJ's got a feud for the next three, four months. And they had Shinsuke lose every title match he was in. Because Shinsuke, I remember watching, um, he was the NXT champion and I believe he was. And uh, he and Bobby Roode, they had their match. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And, he ended up blowing his knee out or something during the match because he was supposed Mm -hmm. to drop it and then go to the main roster. Mm -hmm. But that ended up getting delayed for a few months because he, um, he had injured himself. Yeah. He'd hurt his knee. Yeah. He dropped it to Bobby Roode and then had to take time off because of the knee injury. Yeah. Because I remember that was the first time I'd seen either one of them and and both of their entrances were just (laughs) amazing. Um, And, and then I, I know you said you had Shinsuke's, uh, entrance theme as your ringtone. I've had Bobby Rhodes as mine before. <laughs> yeah. Right now I've got Bray Wyatt's the uh the the first uh, living living fear or mm-hmm. yeah that's um, my ringtone right now. Yeah I can't I can't sing that song. I'm not even gonna try. Uh but I have told my family I said on Halloween I'm going out as Bray Wyatt. There you go. My um, message tone whenever I get a text it used it was Bray Wyatt saying we're here. But then that got on my wife's nerves, so I had to change it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've had to change my wife's ringtone when she calls a couple times. Uh, she did not like me having Volvo driving soccer mom, um, <laughs> because at the time my son played soccer and we were driving a Volvo. A Volvo, that, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> and then my son started singing the words to it, and it's kind of um, yeah. well, not very nice. And I was like, yeah, let me change that. She did not like it when, when I had it as Evil Woman from ELO. <laughs> um so now i have it as um every little thing she does is magic mm. please so there you go and i've had it like that for a few years now i haven't changed in a while and i don't think i will change it again you know but yeah i've got i've got hopes is uh beautiful crazy by luke combs okay um i haven't i haven't made any ringtones in a while maybe i could you know find gunther's theme of course i have to remember what gunther's theme is why don't you listen to it um, you the one they use now or the the one he used originally? Either one, honestly. Um, the one he I, used originally. Uh, I have a version of that one. I'll have to send it to you. Okay. Um, it's kind of more of a 
it's got the you know it's got the classical piece but it's got like a rock flavor to it now when gunther when he finally does lose the title do you think it'll be one of his um his two guys you know kind of causing it or do you think he's going to lose it clean Mm. probably one of his guys probably vinci he seems to be the I hate to say this because him and, you know, Ludwig are an excellent tag team, but they kind of book him as like the weak link of the group. I could see him costing Gunther the title, trying to interfere to save him and costing him the title. And, you know, everybody's talking about all the factions right now, factions holding all the gold, um, which... Um, Judgment Day, they don't hold all the gold, but they do have a lot of gold right now. Yeah. Um, Imperium, I mean, I could easily see them. You know, I just say add one more person. I, I like factions of four. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason that yep. just works works out better. Yeah, because like usually factions of three don't work that often. The Wyatt family and the Shield are like exceptions. But generally, yeah, it's more well-rounded with four. Yeah, because even in a six-man match, you could have the last person on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, the free – well, I was going to say the free birds, you know, they only had three, but then they added Jimmy Garvin. Well, depending on who you yeah. ask, I mean – Well, Hurt Business had three. Well, technically four MVP, but he didn't right. wrestle much. But um, New Day had three. Yep, New Day had three. Um, and it, the, And for, like – a brief time, all of them had titles. When Big E was WWE champion, Xavier and Kofi had won the SmackDown Tag Championships. So for just a brief amount of time, they had the, the tag titles and the world title. Uh, what's Sheamus's squad called? Uh, the Brawling Brutes. Brawling Brutes. Honestly, kind of an old-fashioned name, mm-hmm. but it kind of describes him <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it it works actually. Yeah, it, when I first heard it, I was like, "Uh, no." But then it's like, the more I see them together and watch them wrestle, it's like, yeah, yeah, it works. I'm just glad they're letting Pete Dunn be more like Pete Dunn and quit, you know, doing the goof. They're still calling him Butch, but right. Uh, at least he's looks like Pete Dunn again. Well, he's breaking people's fingers. Yeah. Which is a paid done thing to do. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, um, and the other one, why am I just, I'm just totally losing my train of thought tonight. Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. He's the one who accidentally, it was, it was an accident. He checked on Big E afterwards. He's the one who accidentally broke Big E's neck. Yeah. Um, but put the brawling brutes against Imperium. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, just a nasty, just European, just punch mm-hmm. match. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> but now, what? What's the next record? You know, to break. Because I mean, we know Roman. Um, Roman has his long reign. He's not going to catch Bruno because people are going to get no. bored with it. Yeah, he won't catch Bruno. He's number now. He's number four all time. Um. They may let him catch. I don't know. He won't catch Backlund either. 
<laughs> that would take a while. And people get, yeah. like I said, they'll get bored with it. They'll get bored with it, yeah. So he's going to be, you know, he'll easily be number four, which is an accomplishment in itself that the company hasn't had enough faith in him to keep him in place. And he kept, you know, he kept it entertaining for as long as he did. Because you know, this day and age, you don't see a lengthy world title reign like this. I mean, the I think CM Punk's 434-day reign was probably, you know, the last lengthy world title reign. And you know the wild thing about that? It was the fact that it was CM Punk who had that, who yeah. now is, is considered almost persona non grata in, like, yeah. every wrestling company because nobody yep. wants the baggage. Yep. Nobody, Yeah. Uh, there have been some people in the NWA that have talked about that they would be okay with him coming in. One, Punk's not going to do that because it's not a big enough stage. Because his ego is not going to allow him to walk in and be like, because, you know, when he came in the AEW, you know, he sold this you know, he sold us this bag of goods, like, oh, I'm coming in here to work with this this young talent, all this young talent in the back that is so good, and I want to work with them, and blah, 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 blah. No, you didn't. You wanted to, all the young talent to put you over so that you could hurry up and get back to the, the main event scene, because like Triple H said in that promo, CM Punk wants change as long as the change is he's the top guy. He's like Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or like that thing I posted on Facebook. CM Punk is the Kanye West of pro wrestling. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Which is <laughs> like we said, we've established this, you know, as we've been interviewing quite a few um wrestlers. Um Dwaylon and everybody else likes old Kanye, not new yeah. Kanye. Not new Kanye. New Kanye is insane. He really is. And not again insane. There are times when artists have been insane and made excellent music. This is not one of those. Uh, we knew he was probably not right in the head when he interrupted Taylor Swift's acceptance speech. Yeah, you could see the cracks forming right there, but then he just went completely off the rails. Now, he's wearing like a full mask and stuff when he goes out in public because he thinks that people won't know who it is. It's like, oh, hey, <laughs> there's the uh, there's this ridiculous guy over there. I mean, that yeah, that disguise is working great, Kanye. God, he's <laughs> he's an idiot. He's uh, just an idiot. Well, when the president of the United States refers to refers to you as a excuse my language a jackass, that's saying something. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, because Obama actually called mm-hmm. him that. <laughs> you know what? Yep. They had the, it was a hot yeah. mic. You know, it wasn't part of the. I mean, yeah. you, but he's like, man, he's a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Beyonce did a very, very classic thing when she was getting up there. She said, oh, you, Taylor, get up here now. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, but anyway, back to wrestling. <laughs> Talking about CM Punk. Um, I, this is one, Kate, one time that when we mentioned last episode about CM Punk and I had mentioned, you know, Tiny Tim, you know, the wrestler mm-hmm. Tim Hall, when he was actually at my birthday thing, it's really cool of him. And we've got, and you had sent me the text, CM Punk has been released from mm-hmm. AEW. 
And he said, he'll go to WWE. Vince will take him back. No problem. Vince isn't really the one in charge anymore. Yeah. Cause see, here's the thing from what I've read online, if triple H decided that he wanted him back, that he could do business with him, it would be up to, it would be up to Nick Khan. Cause Vince is not necessarily out of the loop, but they said that he's doing other things. Uh, he's got other interests right now. So it would be up to Nick Khan, whether Nick Khan thought it would be worth it to bring CM Punk in. I'm going to tell you now, it ain't. Nope. This CM Punk, no. He is he, he is a bitter, broken old man. And he's not old, but for pro wrestling, especially taking, a, taking seven years off and coming back, mm-hmm. his body... You know, not everybody can take that time off in wrestling and come back and be as good, if not better. Not everybody's Shawn Michaels who could take four years off, come back and actually have a better run the second time that he did the first. And the first run was excellent. So, but that didn't work for CM Punk. Did he have some good matches in AEW? Yeah. He also had excellent opponents. He had Eddie Kingston. He had Darby Allen. He had MJF. He had John Moxley. He had, and I'll say it, he had people to carry him in these matches. Not saying that Punk is terrible now, but he's not he's not 2011 CM Punk. At this point in his career, really at this age, this should be the, the point where he should be putting the younger guys over. Exactly. He came, he went to AEW and won every single match that he was in. Got the world title within six months because he should have put over Darby Allen. That was his first match. He should have put over MJF. I mean, Moxley didn't need the rub because Moxley was, is already a big star. So he didn't need the rub, but the two younger guys did need the rub could have really used a rub saying I beat CM Punk. Um, But no, he had to go over. And then I don't know what, what he had on Tony Khan, what he convinced him he was capable of doing, but he got so much leeway from Tony Khan. Like he got his own show so that he wouldn't have to interact with the elite or anybody else. He didn't like on dynamite. He got just, catered to and in the end he was not worth the expense he is a spoiled little child mm-hmm. and his the majority of the time he spent in AEW he was either suspended or injured was it you who posted the thing that said CM Punk um, since he returned to AEW 80% of his time has been either mm-hmm. under suspension or injured because you got to think the only matches that he really had, the, I mean, he had stuff on collision because the show was specifically built around him. But like before that, before he got the second injury, um, you know, he had, like I said, he wrestled a handful of matches. He beats Hangman for the world title, which he never should have. They should have kept the title on Hangman. But he beats Hangman for the title. Gets injured, 
Uh, he gets injured the next week. Uh, and then they have the interim title. He comes back, wins again, immediately gets hurt. <laughs> I mean, he, he was the world champion twice and was like champion for a total of like six days. Oh, it was, I don't, I don't think it was as catastrophic as like the ultimate warriors run in WCW. No, no, not that bad, but, but, but it's just, you, yeah. Like he said, at this stage of his career though, he should have been putting over the younger guys, not running through them to feed his ego. Oh, and if he does go to NWA, you know, the still technically the oldest wrestling organization in the world. Uh, and I know, yes, they are a, a fraction of what they used to be. Um, but they, they've got some talent there. Oh uh, yeah. Their, their new champion is EC3. Mm-hmm. And on the 23rd of this month, he is going to be defending his title about 10 minutes away from where I live in Williamsburg, Ohio. Really? Yes, sir. Um, against Lord Crew. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to guess, do you not follow Lord Crew on? I thought you did. I thought you followed Lord Crew on the socials. Uh, I follow him, but I follow so much stuff. Stuff sometimes posts fall through the cracks and. I need to clean it. I've been cleaning up my Twix account and I'm actually using my um, podcast Twitter account to follow most everything, trying to go through and clean up some stuff. And if people want to find you on Twix, how do they do that? It is at the Rockstar 73. And your TikTok is pretty close to that as well. Yeah, it's... uh, the Rockstar 1973. I, okay, I know I couldn't remember the rot's top of my head. Uh, yeah. I got them like in on different files, but, <laughs> but uh, so go follow um, the Rockstar 73 on Twix, and also follow at Cubicle underscore Chat for my show, the Cubicle Chat. Mm-hmm. And I don't cover as much nerdy stuff as Dwaylon, uh because his show is all about the nerdy. So he really got he gets a whole lot of nerdy stuff on there, <laughs> and. Uh, and so I, I like listening to a lot of stuff because this is, you know, I actually learned a lot of stuff, especially about Batman. And yesterday I actually watched uh, Dark Knight Rises for the first time. Holy crap. First of all, that's a long movie. Yeah. Um, But then I was, I was thinking, man, there's a lot of backstory here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and yes, the ending when they revealed who the, the kid was in the prison, I was like, what? Like, totally yeah. caught me off guard. I mean, I don't know yeah. if it's in the comics or not, but totally caught me off guard. <laughs> um, but anyway, like I said, back to wrestling. Um, so with CM Punk, you know, of course, now he's not going to come beat Gunther. Of course, you know what? If he showed up, he would be saying, I want to beat Gunther. Oh, yeah. He'd say he'd want to beat Gunther. Uh, he, he went to the NWA. He'd want to be hot-shotted to the world title. Just my thing is, just go home to Chicago and stay there. Yep. It's, it, you're not needed in wrestling. People are like, oh, AEW is never going to recover from this. AEW was doing just fine before him. They'll do just fine now that he's gone. Really, they're better off because now they can get back to doing what they've been doing better than anybody. That's putting on quality wrestling shows 
week after week. Because now, because the one stirring the whole pot it was CM Punk. He was the common denominator. Every time there was an issue backstage, he was at the center of it. And now he's gone, thankfully. Hawk and mm-hmm. Man's record is broken. Thankfully. thankfully. And, of course, what Hawk and Man ought to do, and yes, I realize the Intercontinental title is a, um, it's a Raw title. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, yeah. They ought to bring Gunther on there on SmackDown tomorrow night. If this tells anybody, you know, what day of the week we're recording this on, but they ought to, they ought to <laughs> get him on SmackDown tomorrow night bring the honky-tonk man to shake his hand. But, you know, Wayne Ferris, the honky-tonk man, uh-huh. probably will not do it. Oh, no, he ain't going to do it. I mean, that's his last, that's his, I mean, his only claim to fame was being the longest reigning intercontinental champion and being an Elvis impersonator and being one of Hulk Hogan's running buddies. Yeah. And Hulk, being Hogan's running buddy, that wasn't really known outside of wrestling circles mm-hmm. until you know really the internet took a big boom yeah. and everybody all of a sudden you're finding yeah. out all this stuff it's like oh, wow didn't know that um that's why honky tonk was in like when they did the house show circuits that's why the honky tonk man was in that's why he had that long feud with hogan on the house show circuits because main event match with hogan is where the money was mm-hmm. he was buddies he was big buddies with hogan so, of course, Hogan's getting him a spot in the main event because that's the only way Honky Tonk Man was ever main event in anything. His matches were not good. His finishing move, the the shake, rattle, and roll, it was a, it was a weak-looking neck breaker. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen so many people do a better swinging neck breaker than that. And, and, and a swinging neck breaker, even back then, was not a finisher. No. It, I, it, I never. It, yeah, it shouldn't have been. Uh, I like I like Rick Rude's neck breaker as a finisher because the rude way oh, yeah. you hold him up there and then drop. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. But like the swinging neck breaker, I've seen people use. I saw people back in the day use that in matches, but it was just a move. It was just a move to weaken the neck. Right before they went for like a pile driver or a real neck breaker or something. But it's like Honky Tonk used that used that, and it's like. People are like, oh, well, he was so charismatic. No, he wasn't. Wasn't charismatic. Mm. His mic skills sucked. The only thing he really had going for him was the IC title, and Jimmy Hart was his manager. I've met Jimmy Hart. Have a picture taken with him. Got to hold the megaphone. I don't want to meet Honky Tonk Man. No, I have no desire to meet Honky Tonk Man. And that's nothing against him personally. I mean, well, I've I've, I've seen him do a lot of shoot interviews. I don't even want to watch his interviews, but I've seen like snips where he's, yeah, he's, he's he's bitter. Yeah. He's bitter. And you know, he knows this one way he'll get the spotlight now is, Mm -hmm. yep. You know, doing the shoot interviews where he's talking trash about all the other wrestlers. Yeah. Um, Cornette's kind of becoming like that too, Mm -hmm. because Cornette's really, really laying it into not just Tony Khan, but the chief legal officer, um, yeah, he's going after her, and it's like, to me, Jim Cornette, and I have all the respect for Jim Cornette in the world as far as being, as far as his wrestling knowledge, the wrestling personality he was, the manager, you know, what he's contributed to pro wrestling. But now, he is just a bitter old man 
who is just spouting off stuff for clickbait just to get people to listen in. And somebody pointed out, he kind of sounds like a misogynist and, you know, well, they said racist. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where the racist part came in. Uh-huh. Uh, but they said definitely a misogynist. And I'm like, Jim uh-huh. Cornette's always been like that. Uh-huh. Yep. He has <laughs> always been very misogynistic. And now people are going, hey, Jim, why don't you lay off? I mean, like you said, he's become bitter. Um mm-hmm. And he's another one saying wrestling ought to go back the way it was when, you know, before kayfabe was broken. It's like, dude, if kayfabe wasn't broken, you wouldn't be as famous as what you are. Exactly. It's yeah. just, it's like, okay, you don't like the style of wrestling. This goes, this is something else. I was reading on Twitter. Um, I follow Kevin Nash on Twitter. He said that he went to an NXT show recently and he was backstage and everything. And, he was watching the matches and he told Sean, he's like, man, you need to slow this down. Everybody's moving too fast. And he said, Sean is like, this is the style of wrestling. Now this is, this is what people want to see. So this is what I'm going to give them. Cause Sean Michaels is in charge of NXT spot fest. Yeah. But he's like, people move. And here's the thing. I think Sean gets it more than Nash would because, you know, Sean was a high flyer and he was, he was a smaller guy and could move quicker and things like that. Wrestling just moves at a faster pace now than it used to. Kevin Nash is one of those that thinks everything should be slow and methodical and slow everything down. And it's like, that's just not how things work. That's how a seven footer wrestles because exactly, you know, they're seven foot tall. Yeah. I mean, you don't get, you know, an undertaker only comes along every one, you know, right. every blue moon that can be almost seven feet tall, but still Quick moving around the ring. Yeah. But Jim Cornette's always trash and it's always AEW that he's trashing. You hardly ever see him saying anything bad about the WWE product. It's always AEW. He finds something wrong. He He doesn't like, Jack Perry. He thinks it was a mistake for them to fire CM Punk. He's can't stand Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Doesn't like Tony Khan. It's like, can you just be objective and just comment on the wrestling? You know, just if you don't enjoy it, then don't watch it. That's all you got to do. Exactly. Just change, change the channel. But I think the last time Jim Cornette was actually involved with wrestling wasn't it with the ring of honor mm-hmm. yep he was like the on-screen he i mean he worked behind the scenes booking and stuff like that but he was also the on-screen authority figure for a while and, it and then he it didn't last all that long well no he he didn't like kevin stain kevin owens to people who don't know right. didn't like kevin stain when Sami Zayn was in ring of honor he was el generico he was a match he was a mass luchador. He didn't like that gimmick because he's like, that the gimmick's never going to get over. People can't see your face. And how are you supposed to blah, 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 blah. Glenn Jacobs made a career out of being a mask wrestler. You know, it's like mask wrestlers can make it work. Ray Mysterio. Like Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was involved there. 
got into it with those two guys. It's just his his view of wrestling is very antiquated. And he thinks that everything should be booked like it's 1985. And it's not. You're not man. You're not managing the Midnight Express anymore. You're out of the loop, other than just dogging wrestling on the internet. Yeah, because he's another one. I don't think he's going to get a a position in any kind of wrestling company anytime soon. Oh no, nobody's going to want to deal with that. I mean, he he had issues with uh, Vince Russo when he was in TNA. Um. Which okay, I mean <laughs> Vince Russo. <laughs> I, I kind of understand having some issues with Vince Russo, but at the same time, I think it was more of I think Jim Cornette's one of those. This is how I see it should be done, and if you don't agree with me, then we got problems. That'd be him. Yeah, and for the guys at uh, Finish Your Wrestling Podcast, which if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go check them out. Those guys do excellent work every single time they drop an episode. Uh, when we were on there before, remember we were talking about um, Christian Cage, yes. how good he is at being a heel, especially like it's like whenever it's like, uh-oh, somebody says something about their dad. Christian Cage at the all-out press conference after the pay-per-view sits down at the desk and goes, hey, everybody. How's everybody's dad doing? It's like <laughs> he'll work to the end. Fantastic. And Christian Cage is not getting enough credit. He is one of the best heels in wrestling. And I will stick to that until he retires because he is doing fantastic work. Again, doing it all in a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't even wear a turtleneck. I can't stand him. <laughs> I can't either. It's like, no, I can't get do it. off of me. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I do have to cover some bad news in wrestling. Um, we have not even talked about this, but the wrestler known as General Adnan or Sheik mm-hmm. Adnan Al Casey, um, I will read his real, you know, his entire name. Um, uh, let me find it. Let me find it because I actually brought it up earlier his full name Adnan bin Abdul Karim Ahmed Al Casey L. Farthi. I think I hope I got the very last name right. Um, he actually was from Iraq. Okay. And uh, and have you heard, you know, like almost like the rest of the story type thing? <laughs> um, he was actually a wrestler in Iraq. He beat Andre the Giant in Iraq. Oh, wow. He was, really? yeah. He was like, as far as popularity goes, in Iraq... Um, he, yeah, he defeated Andre the Giant in Baghdad in 1971, and he was basically like Hulk Hogan level popular. Oh, wow. And he actually had a friend from high school named Saddam Hussein. Hmm. They actually were friends in high school. However, Saddam Hussein was not fond of somebody being more popular than him, because, I mean, his... Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, Casey. Yeah, he fled Iraq because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he was going to be killed, and that he is going to be killed. Yeah, yeah, that is a real story. That is not something made up for wrestling lore. That is an actual real story that I heard within the past couple of years. And 
it may have been on like Jim Ross's podcast, you know, somebody like it was a podcast like that. It was a re- mm-hmm. reputable um, story, but um, he passed away, I believe yesterday. Uh, yeah. And he's one, I don't think gets enough credit. No, you know, he does being a manager. Um, yeah. And some people may, you know, think, Oh, he was at the, you know, the, the general Adnan who was with, um, Colonel Mustafa, also known as the Iron Sheik, um, and Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, Slaughter, yeah. Uh, which was, to me, that was also pretty wild when they, um, because you had Adnan Al-Kaisu, who was a real Iraqi, mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, Khazra Vazari, also known as the Iron Sheik, who was a real Iranian. Mm-hmm. And do you remember when we were, like, well, little kids, Iraq mm-hmm. and Iran did not like yeah. each other at one point. Not at all, yeah. And I remember that war going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and but here they were in wrestling, and they were getting along just fine. Yeah. Um, along with Sergeant Slaughter, you know, because this is his time when when he. Uh, you think about all this, you know, he he turned heel and became the Iraqi sympathizer. He also had to leave GI Joe. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that was, you know, something else. But I don't know, Casey, if you look at some of the people that he managed, I mean, we're talking like Ken Patera, Jerry Blackwell. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you don't know those names, like Jerry Blackwell, by the way, one of the, the best super heavyweights ever. Oh, yeah. Um, he, um, the man was like 400 pounds and threw a drop kick, yeah. like, you know, like a cruiserweight. Um he was ranked number 410, the 500 best singles wrestlers in the PWI years in 2003. He actually won titles before he was a manager. Um, he did write an autobiography. I'll have to go check that one out if you can still find it. Uh, he published in 2005. Um, a specific cause of death is unknown. Uh, he actually had his own company for a bit that he had co-owned with Ken Patera. Um, oh, well, okay, here's something I didn't know. On November 22nd, 2006, he appeared on Fox News, Hayden uh, Combs, describing his encounters with a young Saddam Hussein. Um, let's see, Bob Orton Jr., Mr. Hughes, Manny Fernandez, Hercules Hernandez. Um, well, that's kind of funny because Hercules Hernandez, his real last name was actually Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I, I wish they actually had to set up, you know, where they just had the list of the, man, the wrestlers he managed, but. I mean, it was a lot, and he he kind of get you know got overshadowed by a lot of them. But I mean, his his contribution to wrestling, I mean, was uh, was pretty tremendous. And mm-hmm. um, and I know one of the people who's actually recognized that also was our friend BC Hunter with Wrestling yep. with the Truth because he's posted about it. Um, and you know, and, and BC, I mean, he's another another one that I mean, you talk about like an expert on like eighties wrestling. You know, we know a lot, but yeah. then there's BC. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's why we enjoy talking with him, you know, so much about this because we know if we can't remember what something is, BC will know what it is. Oh yeah, yep, definitely. Um, but I'm pretty sure uh, Ted the Hillbilly Hill, he'll probably have his own tribute to Adnan uh, mm-hmm. Casey on on his show, The Hill yeah. Truth. Go check it out. Um, yeah, because Ted's always dropping wisdom because he really is uh, the Podfather. Uh, one show we forgot to mention last time was the Wrestling Society Network with Professor mm-hmm. Bear. Yep. Um, we were actually on his show recently, and I still haven't seen where I can find it. Uh, either I don't <laughs> know where I need to actually hit him up. Say, dude, where can I find that? Because I want to, I want to send the link to my mom. 
Yeah. Um, you know, not that she'll necessarily listen because my mom, she's like, why are you sending me this? Like, because I'm on the show, mom. Uh-huh. You know, I'm 50. Come on. <laughs> so, Come on. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, but definitely give another shout out to the Nerdcast Empire because, yeah, not granted. Uh, well, they do a combination. But like this, they do a combination of the wrestling, the nerdy, and then anime all in one. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, so they they are a new podcast, um, and I like them. Go check them out. Well, you've heard you listen to them as well, mm-hmm. and yep. yeah, and they're good. I mean, it, they've um, it seems like they put a lot, a lot of research into what makes podcasts good before they even started. Yeah, you know, and yep. you can tell they 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 put the effort behind it. Uh, also, the mixtape podcast, also the true crime cast with Jamie and John. Um, who am I missing? I know I'm missing some people because just laying off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of, you know, now I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to go try to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> and I'm going to be texting you. We forgot this, you know, because. Yeah, forgot this one. Yeah, how many times have I done that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot. Um, but if you want to reach out to our podcast, it's Armchair Booking Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the Twix at Booking Armchair, uh, Instagram. Also, I don't do a lot with the Instagram because I mean it's I, I can't really, you know, I can't really use Instagram. Oh, the Dad Word Order. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, how could I forget those guys? Good <laughs> Lord. And TNC Sports Talk with Justin. So, and his uh, uh he he's about to become a dad again here, like. Mm-hmm. Very, very soon, you know, so he's a little preoccupied, you know, trying to make sure. Yeah, I get it. I get it. My wife's pregnant also. So finally we're announcing it. Yeah. We went to the, um, had the first ultrasound. Really? Uh, yesterday, um, hope is seven weeks. Well, today is seven weeks and three days along. Um, the estimated due date is April 21st, which would be my brother's birthday. (laughs) Oh, wow. You know, happy birthday, Terrence. Well, yeah. guess what? <laughs> well, he has a he has a grandson who ha- shares his birthday, which he's not happy about having to share his birthday. So it's like, <laughs> you may be sharing it again, buddy. <laughs> oh, God, it's wild to think about Terrence being old enough to have a grandkid. But never yeah, mind. Right. I remember Terrence is my sister's age. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, she, you know, she doesn't have any grandkids. But, you know, my nephew is 18. So, mm-hmm. um that yeah and see now we're 50 yeah half a century yeah oh but i know monday is a you know kind of a day of remembrance Mm -hmm. in america because it monday is uh september 11th um and i remember where i was and i remember also watching the show two days later on smackdown Mm-hmm. You know, because that was when they all storylines were off. Yeah. But, um, you know, so, and I'm, I'm, we've never made the show about that, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, I know it may be on some people's minds because I, I mean, it definitely affected me because I was in uniform at the time. Right. You know, and a year later I was in Kuwait, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and about, um, about seven and a half years later I was in Afghanistan, you know, so, um, yeah, so definitely, you know, people be thinking about that. And I know we'll have some more wrestling news to talk about on Monday. 
um, we're just happy now that finally the honky tonk man is no longer yep long range champion. He can go and fade into obscurity. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, and because he never should have, he was just, he, transitional champion at best. Yeah, and, and we try not to be negative on the show, but this is one case where we go. He was not a good champion. No, he was not a good champion. I mean, and he there's there's a difference between there's a there's a heel that's going to do whatever they can to win a match. That's what a heel's supposed to do. Right. Then there's then the then you've got a Dominic Mysterio heel who Dominic Mysterio is doing fantastic heel work. <laughs> it really is. But then there's the honky tonk man who just nothing. He just ran away all the time. Right. And it's it's like, ugh, no. You know, he refused to give the title, um, the Intercontinental title to Savage. Mm-hmm. And so Savage ended up as the world champion, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But that title was supposed to go to Ted DiBiase. Uh-huh. And so, but he wouldn't give it to the Intercontinental title to Ted DiBiase either. So they created the million dollar championship. Yep. All so, because Honky Talk Man didn't want to do business. And he was Hogan's friend. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got away with it. Uh, well, you're my friend, but I don't think we'd be doing like that because we'd also no. say, uh, look, it's like, dude, we've been bros now for 30 plus years, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got to give Savage the title. Yeah. It's like, come we, on. We, we get more money this way. Yeah. We got to give Savage us. the title that way. Ted can get the world title because, and then everybody yeah. wins. And everybody wins. And, and, yeah, so, but until we can actually speak again, my friend, it is time for us to go ahead and say goodbye. So I'll just say goodbye and God bless. God bless.